Welcome back to Unpopular Opinion. My name is Sav Says, your host. Thank you for tuning in. Now, I am currently live streaming today because President Trump is having his 2020 re-election campaign today and 25,000 people in Florida are currently packed full in a stadium waiting waiting for the president to come out to join them. I'm currently watching it now. It looks like one of the Trumps, Donald Trump Jr. is there, Eric Trump is there, and they're all coming forward now before Trump himself comes out and announces his re-election campaign for 2020. Now, I wanted to get on the mic today and talk to people about whether or not they think that we're going to be seeing four more years of President Trump if they think he'll be reelected in 2020, and if not, who they think would be able to beat out Trump in the 2020 elections. So that's what we're going to be going over today. I'm watching this live broadcast. Um, Donald Trump Jr. just walked out. And again, we're waiting for Trump to come out. I believe he has about 10 minutes left until he comes to the podium. People are extremely excited. The stadium's full. There's wall-to-wall people. I'm watching this live stream on on YouTube right now, and the stadium seems packed. There's thousands and thousands of people outside as well. Earlier at work, we had one of our affiliates uh, Skype in to us and talk to us from outside of the Trump rally. And there was so many people out there. People have been lining up 40 hours before this rally even started. So I'm just trying to cover this now. I have been following this as well. And I'm going to be in Miami next week to cover the first 2020 Democratic presidential debates. I'm really excited about that. There's going to be 20 Democrats taking the stage Over the course of two nights, I believe that's June 27th and 28th, which is going to be a Tuesday and Wednesday or Wednesday and Thursday. I'm not too sure on those dates, but I'll be there next week to cover that. Now, polls have already come out that have said that Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren are already polling ahead of Trump in popularity for president in 2020. However, let's not forget back in 2016 when these same polls said that Hillary Clinton had a 90% chance of beating Trump and becoming the next president of the United States. So I'm following all of this very closely, and I'm really excited to get on the ground coverage next week and talk to people on the street about who they think is going to beat Trump in 2020. Again, I'm watching this live stream as well, and I'll probably turn the sound up once Trump comes out. I think we still have about five or ten minutes until he comes out on the podium, but I'm watching the crowd. Again, there's 25,000 people in this stadium. It's packed wall to wall, and Trump is walking out. Oh, nope, that's Mike Pence. That's walking out on the stage right now. Sorry, guys, this footage is a little bit choppy, but Mike Pence is walking out on the stage right now. Everyone's clapping and cheering. There's a bunch of Trump 2020 signs. People have been chanting four more years. People have been chanting, tell the truth to the news media that's there. Because, of course, Trump has come forward a lot and said that, you know, the media falsely reports on how popular he really is. He tweeted out earlier today that the stadium in which he's having his rally holds 25,000 people and 100,000 tickets were requested. People were lining up. 40 hours ahead of this campaign rally in hopes of seeing President Trump, in hopes of being able to be in that front row 
where Trump was going to be talking. Mike Pence is talking right now. And again, the camera's panning. The crowd seems extremely excited. And I'm reading some of these posters. Again, they read Trump Pence 2020, keep America great, make America great again. That famous slogan that, um, you know, Trump has really revived and has become the center of his campaign. There's red MAGA hats wall to wall here. And again, like I said, there's thousands of people outside of this rally, as well as inside of Mike Pence's on the mic right now to deliver the opening remarks before President Trump comes out to formally come forward and announce that he is going to be campaigning for president again in 2020. And like I said, we have a group of 20 Democrats, one of the most, I would say, large and diverse group of candidates, I guess you could say, that's going to be running for president or trying to be that Democratic candidate for 2020. We've had candidates such as Elizabeth Warren, like I previously stated, Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, Amy Klobuchar, Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, Pete Buttigieg, just an array of people. And we've been hearing things from them here and there. You know, um, I live here in Texas and Beto O'Rourke was a really popular candidate when he was running against Senator Ted Cruz. And that was last year. He lost that Senate race. And in response to losing that Senate race, decided to run for president instead. So it should be really interesting to see how the debates go next week. And again, as we're seeing um with this live coverage, there's a lot of energy. I'll go ahead and turn the sound up for you guys on this video, actually. Let's see if we can hear some of the audio. It's grown into a movement. A movement of everyday Americans from every walk. So, like I said, this is Mike Pence currently talking, giving the delivery opening remarks before President Trump comes and takes the stage to announce that he will be running for president again in 2020. In you. So you can hear that the childs are, are just cheering. They're so excited. There's so many signs being held up. The popularity of this president definitely cannot be debated. President Donald Trump is the real deal. So that was just a little bit from Mike Pence. I'm going to turn the volume back down again until, like I said, President Trump Trump comes out and takes the mic. 2020 should be really, really interesting. I've been following the news as well. And there's a lot of people who are already up in arms, ready for a full on civil war because they refuse to have another four years of President Trump. Meanwhile, we have a lot of people extremely excited that he's going to be coming forward and he's going to be running for president again in 2020. So to my listeners as well, what do you think? Do you think that Trump is going to win in 2020? Or if you don't, who do you think is going to be a good candidate to run against him? I was reading this article by CNN earlier today, and it was captioned Trump's secret weapon for 2020. And it basically talked about how Trump isn't like your regular politician. Trump, as they said, it is a rock star. He's extremely viral. He's a pop culture phenomenon and everything that he does, which is extremely true. He he has a lot of popularity and he had a lot of popularity because, of course, this is a man that we've seen on reality TV. He has documentaries. He's just been one of the biggest people in business culture. He's constantly been in the news ever since he's been a young man and he became president. I think it's very interesting that he 
also didn't run for president until he knew he was going to win. I was watching a documentary about Trump on Netflix. It's very good. I believe it's called The American Dream, something like that. I'll give you guys the exact title a little bit later on. But in that documentary, when he was a lot younger, he was asked, are you going to run for president? And he had thought about it for a while, but he ultimately came forward and said, I'm not going to run for president until I know that I can win, which was back in 2016 when he ran against Hillary Clinton. And we saw those polls, of course, like I said, that told every American that <laughs> so that black guy just joined our broadcast and he asked, why would you run for president if you thought you were going to lose? That's a waste of money and time. Well, I mean, what I'm trying to say here is that Trump didn't run at all until he knew that he was ultimately going to win and there was no other candidate that could stand up against him. And I think whenever he saw that Hillary Clinton was running for president, that was very true because as we saw, and as I was about to touch on the polls back in 2016 said that Clinton had a 90% chance of becoming president. And of course, in a shock reversal, everyone was just so surprised at the outcome of that when President Trump was announced president. And I think that that's going to happen again in 2020, because looking at the pool of Democrats that we have to choose from, I really don't feel like they have a viable candidate to run against Trump in 2020, unless Michelle Obama comes forward. If Michelle Obama came forward, I think he would have a good competitor. But Bernie Sanders, I don't feel like a lot of the American people stand behind socialism enough to vote for Bernie Sanders. Joe Biden, we've heard so many people talk about how we have too many white straight males in office. So why are we going to elect another one? Elizabeth Warren, she tried to come forward and pander to minority communities by trying to force, tell us that she was a Native American. Kamala Harris, again, tries to pander to the minority community, tries to pander to just like the millennial community and generation, just go watch her CNN clip about, you know, they asked her, oh, what's your favorite song, Kamala? And she's like, Bob Marley. It's it's really funny to watch, actually. So just seeing this, this pool of candidates from the Democratic Party, I'm really not sure who's going to be able to run against Trump because even CNN had to come forward and say that he is wildly popular. And that is why he not, not only, you know, grabs so much attention from everyone, his popularity comes from the fact that he isn't like all of these other politicians. He's very real. He cares about the American people. He's controversial. He's not afraid to hurt people's feelings. And I think that a lot of American people are really drawn to that, especially in a culture where we're constantly pandering to everyone, trying not to hurt everyone's feelings in a society where everyone is so emotional. So Mike Pence is still giving his delivery remarks and like I said, the energy of this crowd is very amazing. If you just joined my broadcast, Trump is having his 2020 re-election campaign rally in Orlando, Florida tonight. 25,000 people are currently in the stadium cheering on Mike Pence, who is giving opening remarks. The stadium is packed wall to wall. People are holding signs reading Make America Great Again, Four More Years, Trump 2020, Keep America Great. All of those slogans that we've heard throughout the Trump presidential candidacy and yeah, just presidency. So there just seems to be a lot of popularity over this. And again, like I've said throughout this whole broadcast, <laughs> that black guy said Joe Biden is going to cure cancer. I think that that is really funny because a lot of people pointed out on Twitter that he was vice president for eight years. And why did he cure cancer when he was on office then? 
which I think is a very valid question. So, I mean, these are definitely the uh, types of pieces that get you thinking when these candidates come forward and make these outrageous statements like Joe Biden did when he said he was going to cure cancer if he became president in 2020. So to my listeners now, thank you everyone for tuning in. The energy at this Trump rally seems amazing. I was listening into a reporter who was on the ground outside of the campaign or the rally earlier today. This was probably an hour and a half ago, almost two hours ago now. And the energy outside of that rally was great. Of course, you have your protesters there as well. The Trump baby balloon also made an appearance. So we do have protesters, of course, protesting the president. They're going to be protesting the fact that he's going to be running again in 2020. And I think a lot of people are going to be upset because I genuinely do think that President Trump will win again in 2020. Because as I've been saying, there is no other candidate in the Democratic Party who can stand up against Trump, who has the popularity that Trump has, that can demand the attention that Trump can. The man's a professional and The CNN article that I was reading even talked about how he's a phenomenon. He's great. People have been lining up 40 hours before his campaign in just in an attempt to be in the same room as this man. So there's definitely a great energy surrounding him. He's very, very popular. And I'm excited to see what he has to say tonight. And I'm really gearing up for these 2020 elections, y'all, because it's going to be a wild ride for everyone in both the conservative party, the liberal party, Democrats, Republicans, everyone, because we've already seen tensions rising within this presidency. We are very divided in America as it is now. If someone has a different political opinion than you, there's an an immediate division. People don't want to listen to each other anymore. We've reached a point in our culture where we're just constantly attacking each other. No one wants to listen to any other viewpoint other than their own. And we've also reached a point in our society where emotions are are just running high and and that's what it is that's why people don't even trust the mainstream media anymore because emotions have overtaken facts today there's no more factual news if you watch fox news if you watch cnn msnbc it's all about the hatred for the president there's never any factual reporting or they take a small quote about what he said and they try to twist it to seem more awful than it is which is why Again, something else that has taken off since Trump became president, something else he made popular, fake news media. CNN is fake news. So, again, we're we're looking at this rally. I'm very interested in what Trump is going to say today, especially since he came out today and also talked about how he's going to start immediately deporting illegal immigrants. As soon as next week, he said that he's going to be deporting them in the the millions, y'all, in the millions. So we're going to be keeping you updated with that news as well. Because I know a lot of people are probably feeling pretty nervous. I have a couple of friends who are DACA recipients who whose families immigrated here illegally. So I have talked to a lot of people who are directly affected by that. And it is sad to see, but it will be really interesting to see if President Trump really does buckle down and start putting his foot down on immigration and on our borders. Because as we have seen, I was reading a story the other day by Breitbart, and I think it's uh, 1.2K illegal immigrants just get released on the streets of Texas every single day. Our borders are 
being overrun. Our migrant centers are being overrun because there are so many people that are crossing our borders illegally every single day. And a lot of people have expressed concern to the president that he needs to start getting this under control, that he needs to start putting our borders on lock and getting this under control because he, his whole presidency was built on putting the American people first and putting America first. So the American people who are going to reelect him for 2020 want to start seeing some action to his words. And maybe we will start seeing that ahead of this. Now, maybe it is the 2020 elections that will spur Trump into action because he realizes that the people who are going to put him back in office are the same people that he promised he would crack down on border security for. So let's see how much he can get done ahead of this 2020 campaign. And let's see if he gets reelected or maybe he doesn't follow through on his promises on securing our borders or on, you know, conservatives and free speech being censored through big tech in the USA right now. Let's see if he comes through on his promises to make good on all of that and to make sure that we all have our individual freedoms, that we are protected in our beautiful country that Trump is trying to make great again. I really do enjoy this president because I think he really cares about the individual American person. He he puts Americans first. And again, that goes back to the border security. That is why he's trying to get that under control because we see more and more reports every single day of American citizens who are killed by the illegal immigrants that get that cross that border. Because again, it isn't just women and children that are crossing the border. There's a lot of criminals that are coming across as well because our borders aren't secured. There's an article by Huffington Post that reads 80% of women and children that cross the border are sexually assaulted in their journey. So this is a dangerous journey. It's not safe. As we're seeing, there are a lot of criminals on the border. There's criminal activity all the time on that side. So Trump really does need to secure the border. And I believe that Mike Pence is now introducing Donald Trump. And he is walking up to the podium now. Security, great economy. And I think I've done more than any Let's other first-term president ever. It's as if the president never... All right, y'all, let me unmute this and let's see if he's coming up. Yes. So President Trump is now walking up to the podium for his 2020 presidential re-election campaign. Melania is walking up to the podium right now. She's wearing a beautiful yellow jumpsuit. She looks great as always. The energy of the crowd seems amazing. People look extremely excited. Everyone has their phones out, and here comes President Trump, of course, wearing that red power tie. He looks great, as always. He's waving to the people. Everyone's super excited. Their phones are all out. Melania wearing a beautiful yellow jumper. Trump giving the American citizens his individual attention, stopping to wave at them. Slow walk up to the podium while this beautiful song plays. And again, like I said, 25,000 people are in this podium or this stadium right now. Wall to wall energy. The crowd is huge. And not only within the stadium, but outside of the stadium, there are thousands of Trump supporters and people who are ready to reelect him for president in 2020. So here's Trump still waving to everyone. There's Mike Pence as well. Melania is on the stage. People are excited. Phones are out. You can feel the patriotism in the air. 
<laughs> he's walking up to the podium right now, about to deliver his first remarks. And again, y'all, they are in Orlando, Florida. And this is supposed to be his re-election campaign to start off for 2020, where he'll be running against, I'm not sure who the Democratic Party is going to pick, but as I previously stated, they have 20 candidates to pick from right now. Everyone from... Beth O'Rourke from Texas to Pete Buttigieg from I don't even know where. I can't even keep up with all the candidates at this point because there's so many of them. But here's Trump making his rounds again, walking across the podium, making sure that he waves to all of the great American people who have made their way out for him today. I'm also really excited because for the 4th of July, President Trump is going to come forward and he has a big 4th of July celebration planned. I'm imagining the crowds for that are going to be huge as well. That's going to be taking place in Washington, D.C. I will also be on the ground giving you guys coverage of that. You can follow me on Twitter at Sav underscore says underscore where you can catch some of my reporting. And Melania is giving her first remarks. Incredible country for the past two years. She's honored to be first lady. And I'm excited to do it for six more. There she is saying she's ready to be first lady for the next six years. My husband, this administration, and our entire family have done on behalf of the American people in such a short time. He truly loves this country and will continue to work on your behalf as long as he can. All of us will. Thank you all again for being here tonight. And now I want to introduce my husband, the President of the United States, Donald J. Trump. All right, y'all. So listen to that crowd. The cheers are deafening. And again, this is a stadium that is filled with 25,000 people with thousands, hundreds of thousands more protesters outside of this rally. People were lining up 40 hours before this rally just to see President Trump, just to be in the same room as this man. And as you can hear, the cheers are deafening. People are extremely excited. The crowd is a huge variety of people from all across America. Immediate chants of USA are echoing throughout the crowds. The energy in this crowd is amazing. And people are just so excited for this president. And they genuinely feel that he cares for the American people. And that energy is emanating all throughout this stadium today. In Orlando. We love being in Orlando. Thank you. Thank you, Orlando. What a turnout. What a turnout. Again, 25,000 people in this stadium alone. Thousands more outside. You know, I said, this is a very big arena for a Tuesday night. I said, you know, if we have about uh, three or four empty seats, the fake news will say headlines. He didn't fill up the arena. <laughs> so there he comes in immediately talking about the fake news. Because in his defense, every single time I do see a report about Trump, they try to make his crowd seem a lot smaller than it is. And not only did we fill it up, but we had 120,000 requests. That means you folks have come out very, very good. Congratulations. 
So again, 120,000 requests for tickets in the stadium tonight. Only 25,000 seats, so wall to wall. Filled with people. And our magnificent First Lady Melania. Thank you. And I'll be covering this whole can or this whole rally and this whole speech tonight. My computer is acting up a little, so the sound is going down for some reason. But he's talking about how great America is, how great the state of Florida is. All right, there we go. It's because exactly four years ago this week, I announced my campaign for president of the United States. And it turned out to be more than just a political campaign. It turned out to be a great political movement because of you. A great movement. So like I said, a lot of it's energy in the crowd tonight. Of hardworking patriots who love their country. He's calling out the hardworking American citizens who put in him in office today. That a nation must care for its own citizens first. Again, he talked about how he's going to immediately start deporting millions of illegal immigrants as soon as next week. An example of how he's trying to put the American people first. And we restore government of, by, and for the people. Our country is now thriving, prospering, and booming. And frankly, all right. So right now, Trump, of course, is talking about how the economy is booming, all of the accomplishments that he's made as president so far. Derek Weiser just joined the broadcast and he asked, so do you like Trump or who are you for? So, Derek, I really didn't follow politics, but for the past year, I started working for a political radio station and I follow it very closely. And since then, I would say that I'm for Trump. And I do think that he is going to win in 2020. I like him because he's a pro-life president. I appreciate any president who stands up for those who cannot speak for themselves. And I think that that's a big issue in our country today. I also think that he puts the American people first. And that's important. He's trying to secure our borders. He cares about Americans. He cares about the veterans. And I think that that's very important. And I think that it's great that we have a president who wants a secure country for his people. I think that that's great. So let's go back to him. No, no, no. So Derek just said, so no Kanye 2020. Derek, Kanye 2024. Kanye 2024. It's funny that you mentioned Kanye. He's one of my favorite artists. I listen to him every single day. In American history, ask them right there. And to any of my listeners, you can follow me on Twitter at Sav underscore says underscore. And we're going to be having this whole speech. I'm going to be live streaming this whole speech tonight. We're going to break down everything Trump is saying. I'm not sure what they're chanting. The audio's a little warbled, garbled. I'm not sure what that word is, but I can't hear it too well. By the way, that is a lot of fake news back there. That's a lot. He immediately points out to the mainstream media and calls them fake news in true Trump fashion. Earlier, people in the crowd were chanting, tell the truth, tell the truth. Again, in regards to the fake media, Jim Acosta has come to these events. You know what I'm saying? The amount of press we have tonight 
Reminds me of the Academy Awards before it went political and their ratings went down the tube. <laughs> so there's Trump taking a couple jabs at some of award shows, but some of the award shows today and how political they've all become, which has driven viewership way down. NBA and NFL are, are the same. Viewership way down after all these political stunts. As I said, on a wonderful, beautiful day at my inauguration, we did not merely transfer power from one party to another, but we transferred power back to you, the proud citizens of the United States of America. So again, there, Trump is calling out the American people, the hardworking, hardworking American people who he stands up for. More chance of USA. And again, the energy of this crowd is really amazing. He's walking around the stadium. He's clapping. He's giving his individual attention to the people who came out for him today. As I said before, this stadium holds 25,000 people. There were 120,000 requests for tickets. So there's thousands and thousands of people outside as well. The unholy alliance of lobbyists and donors and special interests who made a living. So Jay sent laughing faces on my podcast, or and he said, hilarious. Why do you think that, Jay? Why don't you think Trump is going to win in 2020, or who do you think could beat him? Because I am very interested in knowing. And anyone else who's listening to this broadcast as well, hit me up in the comments and let me know who you think can beat Trump in 2020. Because as I had previously talked about, there is a wide variety of candidates to choose from, but I really don't think that any of them demand the attention and can demand that popularity that Trump does. Sammy says that America, America seems very divided. I completely agree, Sam. I was talking about that earlier in the broadcast, how since 2016, America has become very divided. People don't listen to each other anymore, especially if they have a differing political opinion, which I think is very, very bad for our country. And I wish people would start listening to each other and realize that not all Trump supporters are white supremacist KKK members. Ah, so now everyone in the crowd is chanting drain the swamp in reference to all those corrupt politicians in the White House. And that's why the swamp is fighting back so viciously and violently. For the last two and a half years, we have been under siege. And with the Mueller report, we won. And now they want a do-over. They want a do-over. Let's do it again. So now they're talking about the Mueller report, which, of course, as we all know, was a two-year investigation into Trump colluding with the Russians to steal the 2016 elections. When Mueller came forward, there was no evidence he couldn't indict the president on anything. So then they try to say that he obstructed justice. They kept trying to charge the president with all these fake things. And of course, the media went on this for two years and tried to convince the American people that Trump colluded with Russia. Fox News even came out with a poll the other week in which they asked people back in 2016 if they thought Trump colluded with the Russians. I believe that 42% of people thought that he didn't and 40-something percent thought that he did. 48% thought that he did. Sorry, y'all. I'm really bad at math if that was wrong. I'm pretty sure it was. So it would be 58%. I don't know. I'm, I'm bad at math. 
I don't remember the poll off the top of my head, but the point is, is that you can go look at that poll. The number of people who thought that the president colluded with Russia back in 2016 versus 2018 changed drastically, drastically with more people saying that they thought Trump colluded with Russia after these past two years. And why is that? Because of the narrative that the mainstream media has continuously pushed on all of the American people. Let's go back to the president. Crooked Hillary Clinton and the DNC. It was all an illegal attempt to overturn the results of the election. Spy on our campaign, which is what they did. And subvert our democracy. Remember, the insurance policy, just in case Hillary Clinton lost. Remember the insurance policy. So here's Trump, of course, recapping the 2016 elections before announcing his re-election or his, uh, yeah, I guess his rerun for president again in 2020. Jay's back in the comments laughing. Jay, what's so funny? Tell me why you think that Trump isn't going to win in 2020. Who can beat him? Just send me a quick comment, comment and let me know. After two years, 1.4 million pages of documents, 500 search warrants, 500 witnesses. If you just joined us, Trump is currently talking about the Mueller report. Subpoenas. And 40 FBI agents working round the clock. What did they come up with? No collusion. And the facts that led our great attorney general to determine no obstruction. No collusion, no obstruction. So if you just joined us again, this is Trump's 2020 re-election campaign kickoff in Orlando, Florida. 25,000 people in attendance, wall to wall, filled with people with thousands more outside. 120,000 requests for tickets. Only 25,000 people could fit in the stadium. The president has been on the podium now talking for about, I'd say, 10 or 15 minutes. He's talking about the Mueller report right now and what a joke that whole two-year investigation that came up empty was then Donald Trump nobody we call it the Russian hoax remember President Obama's famous line caught on the open mic secretly telling the Russian president to quote inform Vladimir that after my election I'll have more flexibility okay remember that Remember that? A lot of people so I'm looking it up right now just to see how much the Mueller report cost the American people. $12.2 million. This includes $7.3 million on salaries and benefits, $1.3 million on travel and transportation, and $2.2 million on rent and utilities. That comes from time magazine and that was written march 24th 2019 so fairly recent 12 million dollars that's how much the Mueller report cost the american people and they came up with nothing he did nothing i built up the military okay sorry y'all i'm reading your comments now jay said that trump is a comedian 
He's entertaining. Love his Twitter popcorn. Jay, I completely agree. I think that Trump's hilarious. And I think that that's why he's going to gain a lot of popularity again for 2020 and be reelected. He's not scared to hurt people's feelings. And I think that's important in today's society, in a society where you can't even you can't do anything. You can't say anything. You can misgender somebody now. Everyone has gotten to the point of insanity where we have 28 different genders and we're okay with killing kids in the third trimester. And in a world today where we've gone so astray and our morals are just completely gone, it's nice to have a president in office who's not afraid to stand his ground against these people who are trying to, I guess, bring him into that PC culture, who are trying to make him politically correct and not hurt everyone's feelings. So that's why I enjoy him. Richard Whitman said, typical not answering my questions. Did I read the Mueller report? I didn't read the whole thing. No, I didn't. But I've been following it for the past year. And again, my question to you would be, did you read it? And have you been following the investigations for the past two years? They didn't come up with anything. They had to change the charge from collusion with Russia to obstruction of justice because they literally couldn't get the president on anything. He never colluded with Russia. It was a complete joke. If you actually read into it, though, you can see that Obama and then Hillary Clinton, too. She actually did try to get dirt on Trump and pay for it. So you can look that up on Google. Jay said, I mean, him making fun of developmentally challenged folks was pretty gross, though. That was beyond politically incorrect. Again, Jay, I am going to defend him on that one and say that he wasn't. He makes those hand gestures a lot of times, and I don't think that he was making fun of a disabled person. I think that that was a media hoax trying to make the president look bad because I went and watched the footage for myself from several different news outlets because that's what you have to do nowadays. Every single media reporting is very, very biased. So you have to go to four or five sources before you actually get to factual statements. And when it comes to that, he wasn't making fun of a disabled person. He wasn't if you actually. Sorry, y'all. I am listening to what the president is saying now. Richard said, nope, didn't read it. I didn't read it. That's what I thought. Did you read Hillary's report? If you're referring to the report that came out that exposed the whole Peter Strzok, Lisa Page scandal and controversy. Yes, I did read parts of that when it first came out. Casey Crow, when did he make fun of developmentally challenged folk? That must be proven to be massively fake news. Again, like I talked about, that portion of Trump where he's, quote unquote, making fun of disabled people, deceptively edited. Go watch the full report. Go see what he was talking about because he was not doing that. All right, let's go back to the president and see what he's talking about be a record except for one person one person has a higher percentage than your favorite president donald trump do you know who that president is he's got a higher percentage than me and it's devastating <laughs> his name is george washington so i believe now trump is talking about george washington and now he has george a higher percent and there's no way I'm going to get there no matter what I tell you. Yeah, higher, like 100%, 100% popularity rate. First, so he just appointed them all. And that was <laughs> That's going to be a hard record to They want to take away your judges. They want to pack the court with far-left ideologues. And they want to radicalize our judiciary. You know that. All right, so now Trump is talking about the radicalization of our judiciary, leftist 
judges being appointed appointed to all of our courts, especially our Supreme Court. Jay asks, I'm curious, what's your background, ethnic and socioeconomic? I am, my mom comes from the island of Guam, so I'm Pacific Islander, and my dad is from California, and I'm Mexican. So that is my background. I am currently living, te- living in Texas, socioeconomic, I don't know, middle class. And thank you, Marshall, and thank you, Lindsay, wherever you may be. Thank you. Great job. Thank you. Stand up. Yeah, Lindsey Graham was doing okay in South Carolina. Isn't that great? Now he's through the roof. Great. Thank you. Great job. Thank you. Great people. Great people. All of them. All right, y'all. If you just joined, President Trump has probably been talking on the podium now for about 20 minutes. Of now, Justice Kavanaugh. He's mentioning Kavanaugh. They tried to ruin his life. If you guys don't remember, Christine Blasey Ford came forward and tried to accuse Brett Kavanaugh of sexual assault. She was debunked. Several other women also tried to come forward and say that they sexually assaulted him. And they they, they had to come forward and admit that they lied. They tried to ruin this man's life because he was a Trump-appointed Supreme Court justice. Just imagine what this angry left-wing mob would do if they were in charge of this country. Jay's asking me if I have any debt, a college degree, a car payment, a mortgage, a student loan. I'm currently going to listen to what the president has to say about this because I'm very interested. But we will talk about that a little bit later on. Trump is currently talking about leftists and what they would do if they took office. They would shut down our free speech. Silence their opponents. Very true. Mm-hmm. They would strip Americans of their constitutional rights while flooding the country with illegal immigrants in the hopes it will expand their political base and they'll get votes someplace down the future. That's what it's about. Now people are in the crowd are chanting, build the wall. Like I had said, Trump came forward today and said he's going to start deporting millions of illegal immigrants from the USA as soon as next week. This follows increased border insecurity. By the end of next year, it's moving rapidly. All right. So now Trump is saying that they're going to have 400 miles of walls built by next year. We'll see how that happens because or how that goes. Since he's been in office for the past two years, we haven't really seen any... I guess, progress with the wall. And a lot of conservatives are really upset with that, especially those who wanted to reelect him for 2020. They want some action in regards to that, especially with the mass amounts of people that have just been crossing our border so easily every single day. This country would be a mess like you wouldn't believe. So the wall is moving along. It's moving along rapidly. It's beautiful. I changed the design. It's stronger bigger, better, and cheaper. 
Now he's saying that the wall is going to be bigger, better, and cheaper. What cheaper? You know, sometimes when they don't give you the money, you have to make it cheaper. And for those of you who are who just joined the broadca- the broadcast and maybe are confused about why border security is an issue or why we even need a wall. Again, I don't even know if a wall would be the most tactical solution, but I definitely do think that we need border security. 80% of women and children who try to cross the border are raped in that time. MS-13 members have been caught crossing our border illegally. So there are people with criminal backgrounds coming across our borders 1.2K illegal immigrants are just dropped off in the streets of Texas every single day. Since, I believe last December, this article came out, 50,000 illegal immigrants were dropped off in the city of San Antonio. Just last week, migrants from the Congo were dropped off in San Antonio. The border shelters are overrun. And these immigrants who are crossing over, again, are bypassing all of the people who are trying to come here legally and get their citizenship the correct way. Alexander Ocasio-Cortez came out today and said that these migrant shelters that we provide people who are illegally crossing our borders and breaking the law coming into our country can be or are equivalent to concentration camps. And again, if you think that those are two things that are equivalent or can be compared, read a history book and understand to these are people that are breaking into our country, breaking the law that we are paying for. Trump is trying to come forward and he's trying to secure that border. He's trying to get that under control because these are laws they are set in place for a reason. Isn't it amazing that it worked the other way around, right? So Trump was just talking about the wall. If you want to know how the system is rigged, just compare how they came after us for three years with everything they have versus the free pass they gave to Hillary and her aides after they set up an election. Now he's talking about Hillary again. All right, so Jay just commented, this country was literally built on immigrants, took it right from Native Americans, but whatevs. So Jay, at no point have I ever said that I'm anti-immigration. Immigration's a beautiful thing. Trump never said that he was anti-immigration either. I think that you're getting confused with the difference between immigrants and illegal immigrants. There's hundreds and thousands of uh, people crossing our borders. Almost a million people have illegally crossed our border. They're coming in here. And again, we do need that border security because if you aren't aware of what MS-13 is, maybe you should do a little bit of research on that and who really is crossing our border. It's not just women and children. A little boy was actually rented for $130 a couple of weeks ago by just some random man who he didn't know just so that he could pretend that they were a family and they could get across the border. So the children are being harmed in this process. These men that are coming over here, they're not seeking asylum. And all these people that are illegally crossing the border are making it that much harder for people who genuinely are trying to seek asylum. Again, Trump has never said he's anti-immigration. I've never said I'm anti-immigration. I'm anti-illegal immigration. We have laws in this country. So why is it that these people are allowed to break them? And then when they come over illegally breaking the law, we put them in a shelter, give them three meals a day and a place to sleep. 
Jay says, I don't care if they're undocumented. We have rapists and murderers here. People are trying to escape an atrocious life because they're human beings. Jay, and again, that's the thing. The media tries to portray that all of these migrants coming across the border illegally are families, are women and children. When that isn't the case, do your research, dude. Go online and go look up who's really coming across the border because it's not just women and children. Like I said, look it up. It's true. A little boy was rented for $130 by some random man he didn't know. Children are being sex trafficked across the border because the borders aren't secure. Drugs are being trafficked across the border because our border isn't secure. So why is it that we allow all of these people to just break our laws every single day? And again, too, they are bringing diseases across our borders, across our country. And if you think that that's me being racist or targeting a specific set of people, look at California. They have huge illegal immigration rates. Border Patrol agents are getting diseases and getting sick from working in these migrant shelters medieval diseases that were that said to be extinct are now revived in California because of how disgusting it is over there and because we don't have a vetting process we have all of these people coming over here in mass Jay says no offense but I'm pretty well informed I just don't look at memes I just don't agree with you that's fine. You don't have to agree with me. That's why this show is called Unpopular Opinion, because I do have an unpopular opinion on a lot of things. And if you were well informed, you would know what a big problem we are having at the border. And I think that we can all agree that we do need a more secure border and that we do need to put the American people first. And having secure borders is a part of that. Do you sleep every single night with your door unlocked? I don't think so. Why do you lock your door? Because you don't want some random person who you don't know walking in. So why... Why can't that same logic be applied to our country? Again, I'm not anti-immigration. I'm anti-illegal immigration. And I think it's really unfair that the people who genuinely are trying to seek asylum in our country can't do it because we have millions of immigrants pushing them to the side, illegal immigrants, and just running across our borders every single day. And who's paying for that? The American people. Look up how much taxpayer dollars go towards illegal immigration. How much Americans, that's your mine and your money, going towards these people who think they can just walk into our country. When we have our own homeless people and our own veterans who are suffering on the streets, why can't we take care of our own people first? How are we supposed to keep taking care of all these people when we have our own homeless people? We have kids in foster homes that are starving. And let's, let's focus on these illegal immigrants instead, not our own people who are dying within our own country. So now Trump is talking about the career politicians, manufacturing jobs. And you know how I know it's true? Because if it wasn't, I've been using it a lot. The fake news would have headlines. Trump used the phony number. They'd have headlines. It'd be the biggest story. Trump used, well, they never corrected it. So I assume, fellas, 60,000 shuttered factories. We closed up 60,000 factories. It didn't seem right. It didn't seem like... Talking about the economy, what he's done for it so far. Killing regulations, a growing wealth gap, and one ruinous trade deal after another. By the way, those trade deals are getting very good, folks. We'll see. 
We just completed the deal with South Korea. Great deal. We're working with Mexico and Canada. We have to get the Democrats to approve it. We want it to be bipartisan. As you know, you may have read a couple of things about China. I spoke to President Xi, terrific president, a great leader of China. Spoke to him this morning at length. And we'll see what happens. But we're either going to have a good deal and a fair deal, or we're not going to have a deal at all, and that's okay too. And that deal, of course, is Trump talking about tariffs on Chinese products and a deal that they're going to be making there. And billions of dollars into our treasury. And companies are leaving China because they want to avoid paying these large tariffs. And by the way, when the fake news tells you that you're paying, in the case of China, they've devalued their currency. All right, if you are just joining us, Trump has probably been talking on the podium now for about 20 minutes. He's in Orlando, Florida for his re-election campaign. This is the kickoff of his 2020 presidential campaign. There's 25,000 people in the stadium, 120,000 requests for tickets. Only 25,000 people could fit in the stadium, so it's extremely packed in there. There's been a lot of energy tonight. Melania came out, Mike Pence. They all looked great. There's really great energy coming from the crowd. Everyone's holding Trump 2020 signs, and they're wearing their Make America Great Again hats. That includes Obama and Biden. We took, they took us for suckers. Since Trump has gotten the podium, he's talked about, of course, the economy, the Mueller report, what leftists would do if they overtook the White House. He talked about the suppression of freedom of speech that a lot of conservatives are under. We're fighting against the same far-left politics that ravaged our great cities and crushed the dreams of African-American middle class, the same people who threw open our borders and allowed drugs, gangs, and illegal labor to devastate our poorest American communities. You know that. Our political opponents look down with hatred on our values and with utter disdain for the people whose lives they want to run. That's the way they've been doing it. And if you take a look at the African-American community, how, how much progress has been made. The lowest unemployment numbers in the history of our country. And Trump always does like to point that out because people like to throw out the fact that he's a quote-unquote racist, but he's made a big focus for there to be the lowest unemployment rate in both the African-American and Mexican community. Because, again, he's putting the American people first. He's trying to boost up our economy. Yeah, I was making a speech after Hillary used the word deplorables. And I didn't think it was that bad. You know why? She used another word. You know what the other word was? She said deplorables and irredeemables. I think that was worse, but it didn't get picked up. You never know what's going to get picked up. It didn't. I think irredeemables is worse than deplorables. But I'll never forget I was making a speech the next day. We had a big crowd in a great, great state. And women in particular were wearing, we are deplorables. The deplorables love you. And there were hundreds and hundreds of people wearing, we are deplorables. And I said, I think Hillary Clinton made a big mistake with that speech. So here's Trump talking about any insult that Democratic candidates throw his way or at his supporters 
they just fully embrace. And there are so many people that I've talked to that say they're deplorables. And that is something that picked up a lot of popularity back in 2016, now in 2019. You have to be very careful with the fake perspective. I have news for Democrats who want to return us to the bitter failures and betrayals of the past. We are not going back. We're going on to victory. Going on to victory. Because they'll all take it away as fast as it came. And as Mike Pence said a little while ago, that's why we want a little more time. It's going to be cemented. It's going to be cemented. You know, we have a big decision to make. You know what I'm going to say? We have to come up with a theme for the new campaign, right? Is it going to be Make America Great Again, which is probably and possibly the greatest theme in the history of politics, I think. Make America Great Again. MAGA country, right? MAGA! MAGA! MAGA country! We're in MAGA country! That I can tell you. And there, of course, is his famous Make America Great Again. But, you know, today we had a massive day on the stock market. A lot of good things are happening, but we had a very big day, and we're very close to, I think, our 68th record. You know, we've hit all-time records this tremendous. I think it's actually more than that, but it's a lot. So now I say we've made America great again. But how do you give up the number one, call it theme, logo? Anna asked me, would you like America to be a socialist country? No, I would not, which is why I'm voting for President Trump in 2020 and not Bernie Sanders, who I think the Democrats are going to choose to be the candidate and person who ends up running for president in 2020 against Trump. I genuinely don't think that the Democratic Party has anyone who can stand up against Trump for 2020 unless Michelle Obama comes forward. Because let's take a look. Bernie Sanders, he is too socialist. I really don't feel like the American people are going to stand behind that. Joe Biden. No one really likes Joe Biden. I haven't even listened to anything that he has to say. The only reason why he's popular is because of Obama. Obama wouldn't even endorse him for 2020, which is, again, why a lot of people think that Michelle Obama might just pop out of nowhere and say, hey, I'm running for president in 2020. Elizabeth Warren tried to pander to the minority community by trying to convince all of us that she was Native American. Her DNA test results came back and showed us that she's one and 1,024th American Indian. Uh, Pete Buttigieg keeps pushing the fact that he's gay. Okay, congratulations. Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, of course, pandered to minority communities. And just any other Democratic candidate, Eric Swalwell, oh my gosh, he's one of my favorites. His Twitter account is amazing. He literally apologized for being white. And I think people in America are tired of these politicians who keep trying to pander to everyone, who keep trying to, to not to hurt anybody's feelings. And that's why Trump is so popular, because he's not afraid to call people out on their bullshit. Sean says Sanders and Biden are too old. Yeah, they are pretty old. Trump's pretty old, too, though. But the thing is, is, again, he's very popular. He's young. He's spry. He acts very young and spry. And that's what it is. He has a lot of energy. And you're right. Bernie and Biden, they they don't have that energy and that power that exudes from Trump. And I think that is why he's very popular. Jay says Kamala Harris is weird, too. All these candidates are ridiculous. Jay, I, I'll agree with you on that one. We weren't agreeing earlier, but I will agree with you there. And I think, too, that is why Trump is going to win in 2020, because who can the Democrats put up against him? I mean, who? 
who has popularity in the Democratic Party to run for president? No one. Again, unless Michelle Obama comes forward in 2020 and tries to run for president, I think that she would have a pretty good following. Let's get back to what the president is saying. Crowd is cheering. I'm not sure what he was just saying, but there's a lot of energy here tonight. Again, 25,000 people in this stadium, 120,000 requests requests for tickets. So thousands more outside. I was talking to a reporter who was on the ground. Thousands and thousands of people outside of this rally. USA chants are erupting right now. Great energy in this crowd. Lots of Trump 2020 posters all around, of course. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry, MAGA country, but that wasn't too close. I thought you had it won, and then I heard this cheer. My eardrums will never be the same. <laughs> Trump's very charismatic. Keep America great. He wants to keep America great, and I think that that's something that all Americans can stand behind. Pretty good. We're going to keep on fighting for every man and woman and child all across this land. With every ounce of heart and might and sweat and soul, we're going to keep making America great again. And then we will indeed keep America great. And we will keep it so great. Better than ever before. We're going to keep it better than ever before. And that is why tonight I stand before you to officially launch my campaign for a second term as president of the United States. And there it was, ladies and gentlemen, the reason why we are here today. President Trump has officially announced that he is going to be running for president again in 2020. Not a very big surprise there, but a lot of energy from the crowd. Again, this is 25,000 people cheering. So excited for our president of the United States, who is going to be running again in 2020. I'm so excited for the 2020 just campaign cycle because the Democratic Party right now is just clawing their way to see who can who can really compete against Trump, who has the popularity of President Trump. Nobody that I have seen so far. I'm going to be in Miami next week to cover that those first presidential debates. I'm really excited. Now Trump promising he won't let us down. I am profoundly thankful. To my family, I have a great family. Melania, Don, Ivanka, Eric, Tiffany, Baron, Laura, Jared, Rob, Marion, Elizabeth, and my late brother, Fred Jr. So if you're just joining the broadcast, President Trump has officially announced that he will be running for president again in 2020 to a full stadium of 25,000 people. tonight by many great patriots who fight right by our side, Florida's terrific governor. Thank you, Ron. Our first lady, AC DeSantis. What a job you're doing. Thank you. Shouting Thank out you Ron DeSantis, DeSantis governor of job. Florida. And again, you're great. 
Lieutenant Governor, who I hear is fantastic, right? Jeanette Nunes. Jeanette. Thank you, Jeanette. A lot of great energy here tonight. Your Florida CFO, Jimmy Petronas. So again, y'all, Trump just officially announced that he will be running for president again in 2020. He's thanking his family, all of the politicians who welcomed him with open arms in Florida. Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, Marco Rubio of Florida, and Rick Scott of Florida. So here we go, y'all. Trump 2020 announced officially on June 18th in Orlando, Florida. Get ready for a wild ride, folks, because tensions are already high in our country today. Rick, Marco, Lindsay, thank you. It'll be very interesting to see how people react to each other on the streets now politically. I've watched so many videos of people wearing Make America Great Again hats getting attacked. So we'll see if that vitriol and violence and anger keeps growing the closer and closer we get to our 2020 elections. Heather and Dylan just joined the broadcast. I don't think that the Democrats have anyone who can even compete with President Trump in 2020. But who do you think they're going to pick as their candidate? Because they have to pick somebody. Who do you guys think it's going to be? Or any of my listeners. Who do you think the Democratic Party is going to pick to run against Trump in 2020? People are saying Bernie. I'm hearing Bernie. I'm hearing a lot of Bernie. I think about only People are saying it should be Bernie, but of course it'll be Biden. Are going to win, win, win today. Trump talking about winning one of his favorite things to do. And I'm fighting for you, and I think you see that. Not easy. But I love it, and the reason I love it, because there have been few presidents that have been able to do what we've been able to do for you. And it is a great, great feeling. Thank you. you. I love it. Trump again thanking his administration and all the American people who have stood beside him and supported him throughout his presidency. In Washington politics, we are keeping our promises to the American people. Because my only special interest is you. I don't have a special interest. I don't care. I don't care. And by the way, by the way, a woman who has been so good, so talented, so wonderful, and we're sort of going to be losing, I have a feeling she's going to be running for a certain gubernatorial position. Don't worry about it, Ron. It's not going to be in Florida. It won't be in Florida, I promise you, Casey. It could be tough, right? But a woman who's a special woman and right, and her father, by the way, he's out there fighting for us all the time. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Sarah Huckabee Sanders was Trump's press secretary. She had just stepped down after being in the administration for three years. 
And Trump just mentioned her again. I believe that she's joining us on the stage now. One of my favorite people in this administration because of her tenacity and her ability to deal with the mainstream media who had tried to tear her apart, tear down this administration for the past two years. Sarah's joining us on the mic now. Let's hear what Sarah Sanders has to say after President Trump's official announcement that he's going to be running for president in 2020. This is Sarah Sanders, Trump's previous press secretary. She just sat down this week. Thank you, Mr. President. People are chanting Sarah's name. A lot of popularity behind Sarah Sanders. Just like anyone President Trump brings on in his administration. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, this has been truly the honor of a lifetime, uh, one of the most incredible experiences anybody could ever imagine. And that's because I've had the chance to be on the front row of history and watch you drastically change our country for the better. You've made America great. You're going to continue to make America great. I couldn't be prouder to be part of your team. I'm going to go spend a little time with my kids. But no one will be a stronger voice and more fierce advocate for this president because he's fighting for all of the people in this room and for all of the people that you represent all over the country. And he's going to have an incredible six more years to make our country as strong as it's ever been. Thank you so much, Mr. President. So there were some parting words from Sarah Sanders, who was President Trump's previous press secretary. Thank you, sir. Incredible. A warrior. Since the election, we have created six million new jobs. Nobody thought that would be possible. They said it wouldn't be possible. We have lifted more than six million Americans off of food stamps, and we're getting off of welfare and back into the workforce, and they're so happy. Trump now talking about how he boosted the economy. If you're just joining us, Trump just announced that he will officially be running for president in 2020. He was, of course, greeted by many cheers in response to that. And Sarah Sanders, ex-press secretary, took the stage to give some parting remarks. I believe she'll be running for governor in Arkansas. The lowest rates in the history of our country on employment. And African-American poverty has also reached by far the lowest rate in history. He's talking about his lowest unemployment rates, how he's trying to get people off of welfare. He's putting jobs back in the American people's hands. 160 million people are working. That's more than ever before. It's the first time ever the number of people is almost... 160 million, and we're going to be breaking that number soon. 160 million people working for anyone who just joined us. Trump is talking about the economy, how it's booming, how people are getting off of welfare. 60% of the new jobs created last year, and women's unemployment is now the lowest it's been in 70 years. 
74 years. Women's unemployment, lowest it's been in the past 74 years. Wages are rising at the fastest rate in many decades. And really what's nice is they're rising the fastest for the lowest income Americans. Isn't that nice? Percentage-wise, the fastest. And our pledge to the American workers. To all of our new listeners. Trump, she has worked so hard. Trump has been on the stage now for maybe 45 minutes. He gave his official announcement that he'll be running in 2020. He's talked about the economy, the Mueller report, Hillary Clinton. He promised that he's going to keep all of his promises to the American people. He's talked about lowest unemployment rates. To get relief to working families, we passed the largest package of tax cuts and reforms in American history, the largest. We doubled the child tax credit, and the typical family of four earning $75,000 has seen a tax cut of over $2,000 a year. And that money goes right back into our economy. Our record-breaking regulatory reduction campaign has saved every American household an average of $3,000 per year. And we've ended the last administration's cruel and heartless war on American energy. What they were doing to our energy should never be forgotten. The United States is now the number one producer of oil and natural gas anywhere in the world. <clears throat> and something I want to make clear to the media, we have among the cleanest and sharpest, crystal clean, you've heard me say it, I want crystal clean air and water anywhere on earth. We are creating a future of American energy independence, and yet our air and water are the cleanest they've ever been by far. And importantly, we are reversing decades of calamitous trade policies. When I came into office, we inherited one of the worst trade deals ever negotiated, the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Would have put you all out of work. TPP would have dealt the death blow to the U.S. auto industry, which, by the way, is doing great. Many, many plants. So there's Trump talking about the good economy again. To anyone that just joined, we are covering his 2020 re-election campaign. This is going to kick off the campaign cycle for 2020. He officially announced that he was going to be running for president. No surprise there. This rally is huge. There's 25,000 people in attendance. 120,000 people requested tickets. So there's also thousands of people outside of this rally as we speak. Great energy from the crowds. Trump 2020 signs everywhere. Keep America great. Chance of USA. A lot of energy coming from this crowd. A lot of energy also coming from this president. Keith Lieber asks, Sav says, do you have a podcast schedule? I don't. I really do want to try coming on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I get off of work at 6, so I want to try to come on at maybe 7 p.m. Central Time and podcast about what my unpopular opinion is for the day. You can follow me, Keith. 
subscribe to my channel. I'm kind of new to CastBox, so I don't know if that's a thing or not, but you can follow me and I usually notify any of my fans when I go live so you can follow or you can figure me out there or you can follow me on Twitter at Sav underscore says underscore. So again, we're listening to Trump's rally. He has a lot of energy. He's been talking about the economy and now he's talking about bipartisan support in Congress. He's trying to get a lot of things passed. Border security has been at the forefront of that. Of course, his whole campaign was based on the promise that he was going to build the wall, as we all know. We've seen many of those build the wall t-shirts, build the wall chants. And border security has been an issue that's at an all-time high with both conservative and liberal political commentators finally having to come forward and say that, yes, this is an issue that we need to resolve. Trump came forward as well today and tweeted out that he's going to start cracking down on illegal immigration and he's going to start deporting millions of illegal immigrants as soon as next week. So I'll keep you updated on that news as well. Now he's talking about the Obama presidency. We lost 2,000 manufacturing jobs a month since my inauguration. We've added 16,000 manufacturing jobs a month. And he always focuses on these jobs because he's bringing jobs back into America, back into the hands of the American people. And there's Obama's famous, famous quote. Sleepy Joe that we found the magic wand. The sleepy guy. And to remedy past injustices, we pass groundbreaking criminal justice reform. We ended the Clinton era crime policies that unfairly affected the African American community. So unfair. We are boldly confronting the opioid and drug addiction. And you know what's happening. Drug addiction is the scourge of our country and many other countries. And we have made so much progress. So much progress. Opioid down 17, 18, 19, and 21 percent in some places. And I want to thank our first lady for having worked so hard on that. Thank you. Thank you. So to all the people who like to come forward and say that Trump is a racist, I would like to point out that he has been a big advocate for criminal justice reform, which, of course, is something that really affects the minority communities here in America. He passed the First Step Act, which was one of the biggest steps towards criminal justice reform. And again, as he talked about, he tried to reverse that Clinton 94 crime bill, which has been a center of controversy, controversy, especially for Joe Biden's campaign, since he was on board for that bill that unfairly targeted minority communities for small crimes such as marijuana possession. I believe it up there, their their prison sentences or their jail sentences on that. Asia, they go to Europe, they go all over the world looking for a cure because the FDA would not approve what we call right to try. What a beautiful name, right to try. And I got it approved after 44 years. I got it approved. Right to try, but was also another great thing that. 
President Trump passed. And it was basically a bill stating that if you want to try medical procedures that have not been evaluated by the FDA, yet, you were allowed to do that. Incredible woman. Did anyone see her? She was incredible. And she was so thankful. And she's doing so well. And they were giving her instructions on what you do when you're dying. And then all of a sudden this happened. And now it looks like she's going to be around for a long time. And there are many, many cases left. Right to try. And I hope nobody in this room ever needs it. But we now have it. For the first time in half a century, we've reduced the price of prescription drugs and our amazing veterans are no longer left to languish and die on endless waiting lists, standing on line, waiting for a doctor. We passed VA Choice so they can see their doctor. Our veterans were waiting online for two days, seven days. I'm really glad that Trump is bringing up the veterans now. You had veterans waiting in line that could have easily been taken care of. They waited so long they became terminally ill in many cases. The stories are horrible. We passed VA choice. You go out now, you get a doctor, you fix yourself up. The doctor sends us the bill, we pay for it. And you know what? It doesn't matter because the life and the veteran is more important. But we also happen to save a lot of money doing that. Can you believe it? VA choice for the veterans. VA choice for the veterans. I'm really glad that Trump started talking about veterans. My grandfather is a Vietnam War vet, and I sat down with him, and I've listened to the stories and everything that he experienced over there in Vietnam and the PTSD that he's still experiencing to this day. So, of course, our veterans' health is something that we should be focusing on, and I love that Trump passed this VA choice bill that's going to be helping them so that they don't have to wait and become terminally ill and they get the care that they need because again these are the people that are that went and fought for our freedom for our country so that we could live in this this beautiful beautiful place so i'm glad that trump is putting our veterans first the democrat party has become more radical more dangerous and more unhinged than at any point in the modern history of our country On no issue are Democrats more extreme and more depraved than when it comes to border security. The Democrat agenda of open borders is morally reprehensible. It's the greatest betrayal of the American middle class and, frankly, American life our country has as a whole. Nobody's seen anything like it. People are pouring in, but we stopped them. And now, as I said, we have other people helping us, including the country of Mexico. Let's see how it works out. But we need you to call your Democrat congressman and your Democrat. So to anyone who was unaware, Trump said that he was going to impose tariffs on Mexico if they didn't get the southern border under control because we had mass migration, illegal immigration coming across our southern border. Mexico agreed, and I believe they sent reports read 6,000 troops to that border to try and fend off those illegal immigrants and stop that flow of illegal immigration. 
of low-wage workers to compete for jobs, wages, and opportunities against the most vulnerable Americans, cutting off their path to the American dream. Thanks to Democrat policies, school children across the country are being threatened by the vicious gang MS-13 that ICE, by the way, is taking out of our country and dropping them back home by the thousands, by the thousands. I was also reading a story the other day about how a man rented a little boy for $130 so he could pretend that they were a family and they could get across the border. So border security is a huge issue that we need to be talking about. Thousands of illegal immigrants are just dumped onto the streets of Texas every single day. 50,000 were brought from the southern border to San Antonio since last December. And migrants from the Congo actually arrived in San Antonio and were sitting on the streets because the migrant centers were overrun. And they were being bussed out of the city to other countries, other or other states, other migrant centers throughout America. Free to illegal aliens instead of helping homeless Americans in Democrat-run cities. Democrat support sanctuary cities. Thank you, Governor Ron, for ending that whole disaster. Trump now saying sanctuary cities are bad because, of course, it's putting illegal immigrants ahead of the American people, ahead of our homeless, ahead of our sick, ahead of our hungry, ahead of our veterans. Our American taxpayers are instead going to these illegal immigrants who are pouring across our borders. They release dangerous criminal aliens into our communities. Ron DeSantis, great job. Great. Really great. Thank you. So common sense it's common sense sanctuary cities are an open attack on american law enforcement and american families sacrificing american lives in pursuit of a callous political agenda that's all it is no one who supports sanctuary cities should be allowed to run for president of the united states which again this is him wanting to put america first and americans first Trump is an anti-immigration. He's anti-illegal immigration. Schools, hospitals, and public resources should be protected for all Americans. And And there's his America first mentality, which is great. We are doing things that few others have even tried to do. We are making progress like nobody would believe. Wait till you see some of the things that you're going to be hearing about over the next few months. We believe our country should be a sanctuary for law-abiding citizens, not for criminal aliens. And we will always support and protect the heroes of ICE, Border Patrol, and law enforcement generally throughout our country. Thank you. And in the ultimate act of moral cowardice, Not one Democrat candidate for president, not a single one, has stood up to defend the incredible men and women of ICE and Border Patrol. The job they do is incredible. It's so odds with the bad laws. They don't have the character, the virtue, the spine to do it. We have to thank them, and we have to thank, boy, law enforcement, what a job they do. It's time to pass. 
Trump now thanking law enforcement and border patrol for all of the work that they do because the Democratic Party does demonize them a lot for, again, apprehending people who are breaking our lives, our laws. A modern immigration system based on skills, contributions, and based on merit. We want people to come into our country based on merit. Trump again putting America first. He only wants people who can contribute positively to our country to come into our country. To support crazy Bernie Sanders socialist government takeover of healthcare. He seems not to be doing too well lately. They want to end Medicare as we know it and terminate the private health insurance of 180 million Americans who love their health insurance. America will never be a socialist country. And that's why I think Bernie can't stand up against Trump. And he looks like the Democrats' best option right now in terms of popularity. That's why they're going to pick Joe Biden, who's going to lose against Trump in 2020. 2020 is pretty much already President's, President Trump's election. Like he, he already won it pretty much in all of our minds because no one can stand up against him. We believe in freedom, and so do you. We will defend Medicare and Social Security for our great seniors. We will defend it like nobody else. And we will always protect patients with pre-existing conditions. Always. Always. Virtually every top Democrat also now supports taxpayer-funded abortion right up to the moment of birth. Mm. Ripping babies straight from the mother's womb. He's talking about the Reproductive Health Act in New York. Leading Democrats have even opposed measures to prevent the execution of children after birth. You saw that in Virginia. Referring to Governor Ralph Northam. Is a sacred gift from God. And I'm going to clap to that, too. That is why I'm a fan of President Trump, because he stands up for those who cannot speak for themselves, the unborn who are being murdered in this country every single day. To prohibit extreme late-term abortion. Day by day, we are rebuilding our country at home. We are restoring America's standing all around the world. We are respected as a country again. And again, the Reproductive Health Act, which is passed in New York, says that you can get an abortion up to the third trimester. That means the baby is pretty much fully formed, viable outside of the womb. If a mother decides that she doesn't want that baby anymore, that it's causing her harm. And again, that could be in terms of, of mental harm. You could say, oh, I'm depressed. I don't want this baby anymore. At the third trimester, nine-month-old baby, you can have your baby aborted up to nine months in New York. Reproductive, Reproductive Health Act. Governor Ralph Northam of Virginia was also under fire when he made comments. He was asked, you know, if a woman is in labor and she decides she doesn't want her child Should she be allowed to make that decision? Should she still be allowed to have an abortion? To which she responded, yes, we'll keep the baby comfortable. 
until the mother decides what she wants to do. Let's go back to what President Trump has to say. We have repaired America's friendship with our cherished ally, the state of Israel. And as I heard Mike saying before, we recognize the true capital of Israel and opened the American embassy in Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Israel also just... We recognize Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights. Yep, renamed Golan Heights to Trump Heights. From the disasters, just a disaster, a disaster. The disastrous Iran nuclear deal and imposed the toughest ever sanctions on the world's number one state sponsor of terrorism. We're charting a path to stability and peace in the Middle East because great nations do not want to fight endless wars. They've been going on forever. Starting to remove a lot of troops. We're finally putting America first. In Latin America, our country once again stands against corrupt communist and socialist regimes. And we support the people of Cuba and Venezuela in their righteous struggle for freedom. Thank you, Marco. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Lindsay. As we all know, Venezuela was a once very, very rich country. Socialism ruined it. Maduro is the dictator in power over there. They're trying to overthrow him because the people over there are starving. Reports have come out that have stated that they had to eat zoo animals, that they're eating trash. Their country is in ruins. The reality of socialism. It can happen. It's looking like the Democratic Party does not want to do that, but it can happen, and it very well might. There are so many great things we can do right now in a bipartisan way. But they've been afflicted with an ideological sickness that protects foreign borders, but refuses to protect our borders, that promotes jobs overseas, but allows our factories to close, that promotes democracy abroad, but shreds our constitution at home, that declares support for free speech and free thought but relentlessly suppresses them both, and that constantly savages the heroes of American law enforcement. We don't want that. We don't want that. No matter what label they use, a vote for any Democrat in 2020 is a vote for the rise of radical socialism and the destruction of the American dream. So don't ever forget This election is about you. It's about your family, your future, and the fate of your country. We begin our campaign with the best record, the best results, the best agenda, and the only positive vision for our country's future. Together, we will continue unleashing the power of American enterprise, So every American can know the dignity of work and the pride of a paycheck. We will elect a Republican Congress to create a safe, modern, and lawful system of immigration. 
It will be a system of immigration that strengthens our country, upholds our values, and protects our way of life. We will enact trade deals that ensure more products are promptly stamped with the words made in the USA. So there again, Trump promising border security, bringing jobs back into America, back into the hands of the American people, boosting the economy. To any of our listeners that just joined, again, this is a stadium filled with 25,000 people. 120,000 people tried to request tickets. Only 25,000 fit in the stadium. There's thousands of other Trump supporters outside of this rally, which is currently taking place in Orlando, Florida. This is all live right now. And at this rally, Trump officially announced his run for president in 2020. Who presided over the decimation of their education systems, the outsourcing of their jobs, and the devastation of their neighborhoods. We will expand opportunity zones so that no community is ever left behind. Thank you, Tim Scott. Great help. In the face of new threats, we will defend privacy, free speech, religious liberty, and the right to keep and bear arms. We will protect our Second Amendment. We will push onward with new medical frontiers. We will come up with the cures to many, many problems, to many, many diseases, including cancer and others. And we're getting closer all the time. We will eradicate AIDS in America once and for all, and we're very close. We will lay the foundation for landing American astronauts on the surface of Mars. And above all, we will never stop fighting for the values that hold us together as one America. We believe in the American Constitution and the rule of law. We believe in the dignity of work and the sanctity of life. We believe that faith and family, not government and bureaucracy, are the true American way. We believe that children should be taught to love our country, honor our history, and always respect our great American flag. And we will live by the words of our national motto, in God we trust. Powered by these values, we won a victory two and a half years ago. We won a victory for every parent worried for their children and worried about their children. They were concerned that their children wouldn't have the same opportunity as they had. We're going to make that opportunity even better. We want a victory for every mom and dad 
who lost a job because our leaders waved the white flag of economic surrender. You've seen that too much. We won a victory for American self-government, self-rule, and self For anyone who just joined, thank you. My name is Sav Says, and this is my show on Popular Opinion. We are currently broadcasting Trump's live campaign rally in Orlando, Florida, where he officially announced he's going to be running for president again in 2020. He's talked about a lot of issues tonight, such as abortion, the Second Amendment, tax cuts for the American people, how unemployment rates have been at all-time lows for women, for the African-American community, how he's going to be really tight on border security, how he's going to start building the wall. He says he wants to have 400 miles of wall built by next year. So we'll see if he can keep up on that promise, especially since his whole first campaign was run on the promise that he was going to build the wall, that he was going to secure our borders. He also tweeted out earlier this week, actually earlier today, pardon me, that he was going to start deporting millions of illegal immigrants as soon as next week. So we'll see if there really is that big of a crackdown on the border because even our leftist media outlets have had to admit that we are having an emergency crisis at the border with the amount of people who are just pouring into our country. And again, our taxpayer dollars are going towards these illegal immigrants who are receiving all of our our jobs, healthcare here in our country. And Trump just gave his closing remarks. He's walking off the stage right now. There is a lot of energy in the crowd. Like I said, 25,000 people came to this event tonight to fill the stadium. 120,000 people actually requested tickets for the event. 120,000 but only 25,000 were able to fit in the stadium. So there's thousands more outside of this rally, which again took place in Orlando, Florida tonight. So the popularity of President Trump cannot be disputed, no matter how the mainstream media tries to report on this. As we can clearly see, Trump is a powerhouse. He has so much popularity. He demands your attention. He demands your respect. And the American people love him for that. I'm voting for him in 2020 because I appreciate a president who isn't going to take any shit from anybody and who isn't afraid to hurt people's feelings. And I think a lot of American people are ready for that for another four years. I was talking earlier about how I'm going to Miami, Florida next week to cover the first Democratic presidential debates. There are going to be 20 candidates over the course of two days. Some of the biggest names in the Democratic Party are going to be there. Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. Cory Booker, Pete Buttigieg, Elizabeth Warren. I don't know if I said her name or not yet. There's so many people that are running for president or who want to run for president as the Democratic candidate. It's so hard to keep up with it. President Trump is still making his way off of the stage. He's waving around to every single person who came out tonight. Everyone's phones are out. The energy of the crowd is amazing. I was watching this live stream and their reporter took over. So I went ahead and muted it. So you guys can't hear the crowd. But again, 25,000 people. The energy of this crowd earlier was amazing. They were chanting USA. They were just, they were so excited to see the president. And again, who can match this president's popularity in the Democratic Party? Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders. I've talked to so many people. And again, they think that they're going to put Bernie up against Trump to run and try to see if that Bernie can beat him. But 
I don't think that that many American people want socialism in our country. So he's not going to get the backing he needs to beat President Trump. And again, Joe Biden is probably going to get that nomination. However, he doesn't have a quarter of the popularity that President Trump has. Polls have come out and said that Biden, Elizabeth Warren and um, Bernie Sanders are polling ahead of Trump in popularity. But again, let's go back to 2016 when the poll said that Hillary Clinton had a 90 percent chance of becoming the next president of the United States. Remember the shock and the awe in everyone's eyes when it was announced that Donald Trump is president in 2016. And if the forecast is correct, I believe that he is going to win again for 2020 because I really do not think that there is anyone in the Democratic Party who can run against him. They don't have the popularity. They don't have, they just don't have the, the finesse that Trump has, honestly, they don't, they don't have, they don't have the it factor. I was even reading a CNN article that had to say, yeah, Trump is genuinely what they said in the article was a rock star. He's not like your, your um, regular politician. He's been in the media for years. He knows what the people like and he gives it to them, which is why the American people originally elected Trump for 2020 and is why he will be elected again for four more years. So that was the live Trump rally in Orlando, Florida. Again, 25,000 in attendance, 120,000 people requested tickets. President Trump probably talked for almost an hour and a half. He covered a variety of topics such as building the wall, border security, unemployment rates at record lows, future tax cuts for Americans, the criminal justice reform that he's been working on, focusing on veterans, and again, he said he was going to build 400 miles of wall by next year. We'll see if he's able to keep that promise because, as we all know, his first campaign for president was run on border security, on building that wall. So it will be very, very interesting to see who can compete against him. I'm very excited for these upcoming elections. As I said before, too, if you go out and make America Great Again hat, I've seen so many videos of people getting attacked because of where we are in a country now. We are very divided. So we'll see if that gets any better or any worse ahead of 2020. I do think that it is start going to start getting more and more divided, but I'm hoping that we as Americans can finally come together, start listening to each other, and find a common ground and realize that the Trump that the mainstream media has painted is not the real President Trump, who has who loves this country, who puts the American people first, who is trying to bring jobs back to America, who's working for the American person, who cares about women, who cares about the minority communities. He cares about all Americans, which is why he's been focusing on unemployment rates, on securing the border. So this is a great president. He truly cares about the American people. You could see that tonight. You could see the popularity surrounding him. You could see the adoration by the crowd. You could hear it in their cheers, just the patriotism echoing and ringing through this stadium, which again, 25,000 people, 120,000 people requested tickets tonight. So I think that's probably going to wrap up my live stream. It, it's almost been two hours President Trump genuinely brought the energy tonight and people were extremely excited. Like I said, during this rally, he officially announced that he will be running for president again in 2020.
20. So let the games begin, y'all. I will be in Miami next week to cover the first Democratic presidential debates. Eric Swalwell is going to be there, which I'm really excited about because this is a candidate who's come forward on his Twitter account and apologized for being white. He apologized for his skin color, which I think is a complete joke. I don't know why we're always so focused on race in this country, but I guess that's his platform. So it'll be really interesting to see what he has to say when he's debating other candidates. Tulsi Gabbard is actually another promising candidate. She's very, very anti-war. She's also really beautiful. She's from Hawaii. There's a variety of other candidates who are also going to be there. It's going to be a two-day event next week. And 10 candidates are going to be debating on the stage both Tuesday and Wednesday, I believe, or Wednesday and Thursday. I'm not sure on those exact dates. But Trump 2020, I'm so excited that I got to witness his announcement that he will be running again for president in 2020, which, of course, we all knew. And I I have this burning question. Who is going to beat Trump in 2020? Who? Please, somebody tell me, because I really do not see anybody in the Democratic Party who can stand up to Trump, who has the popularity that he does, who demands the the attention and commands the respect of a whole room like Trump does, a person who will stand up for our country, who doesn't take any bullshit from anybody else, someone who's not afraid to hurt people's feelings. And more than ever, we need that in America today. We need a president who's not afraid to hurt people's feelings, but tells us how it is because we live in a society today that is so wrapped up in emotion that everyone completely disregards facts. So, folks, I think that's all that I'm going to say today for my broadcast. Thank you so much for everyone who tuned in with me and listened with me, hung out with me this whole time while we listened to President Trump's rally tonight and his speech. He touched on a lot of really great subjects. One of my favorite one was abortion and how he wants to outlaw these late-term abortion acts that are being passed all across the country. We've really seen an uprising in the heartbeat bill as well, which states that you cannot get an abortion after the heartbeat of a fetus is detected. So I think it's great that this is a pro-life president who is willing to stand up for those who cannot speak for themselves, the unborn, our most unprotected Americans today who are being killed every single day. So that's all I'm going to say today. But thank you again, everyone. Follow me on my page. This is my show, Unpopular Opinion. My name is Sav Says. Go give me a follow on Twitter at Sav underscore says underscore. I'm going to try to go ahead and podcast with you guys again sometime this week with my next Unpopular Opinion. And maybe I'll even be back tomorrow just to cover some of the latest news stories. Like I said, Trump's really going to crack down on border security. He tweeted out that he's going to start deporting millions of illegal immigrants as soon as next week. So I'll be back with coverage on that for you today. And again, no one can dispute the popularity of this president and the backing that he really has in this country. 25,000 people in the stadium tonight, 120,000 people requested tickets, thousands and thousands outside of the rally itself. So thank you all for tuning in. Please follow my channel. I will make sure that the notifications are on every single time I go live. So you guys can follow me here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you all for the support, the likes, and also for everyone who disagreed with me at this broadcast and sent me comments. I always love to listen to other people's opinions on things and understand their mindsets too because I think that's something that we're lacking in society today people willing to talk to each other especially those who have differing opinions so thank you to everyone who tuned in as well who didn't necessarily agree with me I'll be back again soon 
later this week to talk to you guys about more unpopular opinions. This has been Sav Says, and I'm signing off for the night.